Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Evening Thoughts. I hope that you are well wherever you are listening from. My name is Sam, and if this is your first time listening to this podcast, I want to welcome you, and I am honored that you have decided to drop by. Even if you listen to one episode, I am beyond thankful for your time. If you are a returning listener, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means so much to me to have you here again with me this weekend as we talk about topics like faith, life, death, and the beyond. Ultimately, my heart is that I want to encourage and help you to grow your faith in Jesus because I am totally convinced that Jesus is the answer to all of life. He is the hope for me, for you, and for the whole world. And this podcast is a chaplain's way of sharing Jesus to the world and to encourage and spur on believers and to welcome curious non-believers and help them to know Jesus better. Every week, we try to pray for one of our listeners, and tonight's prayer request comes from Corey, and his prayer request is to walk in freedom and holiness, to trust God with his present and his future, as well as lead someone to Christ this next year. Corey, thank you for sharing your prayer request with us, and I would be honored to lift them up to the Lord. Wherever you are listening from, would you join me in prayer for Corey? Almighty God, you are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You never change. You are faithful and the true constant in our lives. Thank you that we can come to you tonight and trust that as we pray, you are listening. You are the same God who was with Moses as he led your people through the Red Sea. You are the same God that was with young David when he stood in front of Goliath with just a sling. And so I lift up Corey to you at this time. Would you give him the strength to continue to walk in your freedom and holiness? We know that you can do it, Lord. Give him victory over the ways of the world. God, we also ask that you will help him to trust you in the present and the future. You have the whole world in your hands and in your presence. We know that what may come, you will lead us through it. Lastly, I pray that you will give Corey the opportunity to share the gospel with someone and that they would be saved. We pray all of this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Corey, thank you for sharing your prayer request with us. I am cheering for you and proud of all that you're doing for God's kingdom. Every time I pray for someone on this show, so are my listeners. So if you'd like for me to pray for you during my podcast, please send your prayer request to eveningthoughts at hotmail.com. Before we begin with tonight's topic, if you like what you hear, please share this podcast with someone you know. I want to take this time to wish you a Merry Christmas. As I say that, I am well aware that for some, Christmas is a time of family gatherings, friends, and laughter. However, for others, Christmas is lonely and a difficult time of grief and loss. The reason why I want to mention this is that I have seen an increase in listens to an episode I did a couple months ago entitled Holiday Grief. Whether you are with family and friends on this Christmas day, or if you're missing someone who is no longer in your life, or perhaps you're away from your family this year, 
I believe that this episode is for you. Whatever season or phase of life you are in, I want to share with you a message tonight that is equally important to all who listen. And so I have entitled tonight's podcast as The Light of Christmas. Several years ago, I took a tour to the caves of Colorado. Deep down in the depths of the caverns, the tour guide took us to a location where he described as the darkest place in the world because there was zero light pollution. And what he did next had me convinced that he was right. He held up the flashlight that he was using to lead us through the maze of stalagmites and he turned it off. We stood in utter darkness as our eyes tried to adjust in vain. Then his voice told us to wave our hands in front of our faces. We did, and no matter how close my hands were to my eyes, there was total darkness. It was probably one of the eeriest and most claustrophobic I've ever felt in my life, but the tour guide came to our rescue. He lit a match, and that small flicker of light illuminated the whole room. Much to our relief, we could finally see. That was when I realized how important light is to all of us. Some common themes of Christmas include gifts, gatherings, laughter, and of course, good food. But more important than anything else, Christmas can be seen as a time for reflection on the importance of light. Light is the main source of energy for all living organisms. Light warms us up and even allows our bodies to manufacture vitamin D. Light gives us nutrients, and Christmas brings with it the imagery of light into the darkness. It brings with it a picture of a beacon of hope into a dark world. For you see, light also brings hope. It brings hope to the world and it brings hope to you tonight as you listen. Whether you are content and happy with family and friends this year, or you are alone or missing loved ones this Christmas, both need the true light of Christmas to illuminate your life's circumstance. John chapter 8 verse 12 says, Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. When we think of Christmas, we generally think of the Christmas story with angels, Mary and Joseph, and the wise men. However, I want to bring to attention the wonderful book of John and the beauty of the incarnation of Jesus. John does not give us the birth narrative, but he does give us an explanation of what it means. Jesus is the light of the world because he came from the Father. He is the light of the world because he speaks only what the Father has told him to speak. Jesus is the light of the world because he is one with the Father. John tells us that Jesus is the light of the world, and whoever follows him will have the light of life. So consider again that Jesus is the light of the world. When we follow him, we have him. Jesus is ours. He is not only the light of the world, he is our light. He is our great Savior, yes. He is our great Redeemer, yes. But he is also our light. I'm sure you've heard this before many times, but I have not quite thought of my relationship with Jesus like that before. 
I think being lost in the dark in that cave reminded me of just how blind and helpless I am without light. And the truth is that spiritually speaking, we are not only blind, we're not only rebels, we're not only helpless, we are dead. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 tells us that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The light of Jesus not only opens up our eyes, but he brings us to life. He gives us hope in a dark world because the world is in darkness. When John says that Jesus is the light of the world, it implies that there is no other light than Jesus. The world needs the light of Christmas this holiday season because the darkness exists to distract us from the true meaning of Christmas. All around our neighborhoods, you see colorful lights that adorn windowsills, doorways, and trees. But that is not all that makes Christmas special. Thousands are flocking into malls and stores and swiping credit cards to buy that perfect gift for a loved one. Gift giving is a part of Christmas. But that is not all that makes Christmas special. Families are gathered together, sharing home cooking and laughter. But that is not all that makes Christmas special. What makes Christmas special is that the light came into the darkness and was born in a manger some 2,000 years ago. He was not born in a hospital and had the comfort of medical experts ready to tend to him. His coming was not broadcasted on the nightly news. He came without fanfare. He came without a spectacle. He came quietly and humbly. He left his throne and his kingdom to put on the full cloth of humanity. He remained fully divine, and yet he was fully human, just as you and I are human. But he remained perfect and sinless. You see, the light of Christmas would remind us tonight that God gave his Son as the light into the darkness for us to look to him to be saved. This light was given to us without any of our own doing. We didn't earn it. We could not earn it even if we tried. The light was simply given so that all those who look to the light will be saved. I don't know your background. I don't know what kind of life you may have led or what kind of year you may have had. I don't know what kind of past you may have come out from, but none of that matters. You may have major mistakes. You may have hurt others and even yourself. You may be ashamed of all those things. But God sent his son into the darkness so that you can hear this good news and be saved. Own your sin, repent of your ways, and turn to Jesus, and he will save you. He will drive out the darkness in your heart and in your life. You do not need to achieve great feats of accomplishment to be saved. All you need to do, wherever you are, is to receive Jesus in your heart right now. Invite him into your heart and let him be your king. You see, God sent his son into the world to begin a relationship with you. The light of Christmas does remind us that God took initiative in reaching down to us to be in relationship. Many times I have Marines come into my office and say something like, Chaps, I know you're a religious man. And I correct them right then and there. And I say, actually, I'm not very religious. They get a puzzled look on their face and it opens up an interesting conversation. The truth is that Christianity is about the light. Without Jesus, who is the light, 
Christianity does not exist. Christianity is not a set of rules. It is not a list of do's and don'ts. It is not a Santa nice list or a naughty list. Christianity is a relationship with God through His Son who came into the world as a light in the darkness. Here is where I'm going with this. This Christmas Day, you will have distractions. Not all distractions may necessarily be bad in nature, but they are distractions nonetheless. Don't get too caught up with the emotions of feeling the festive cheer. Don't get too taken by the gifts that you receive that you forget to thank God for the greatest gift of all, His Son. Don't get distracted by the story of Santa and reindeers that you would trade the greatest story of the incarnation of the Son of God into the world as the light that would save all mankind. By the way, would you reconsider Santa being part of your Christmas? I know this may be an unpopular opinion, but Santa has no business being part of a believer's Christmas. Here's my main concern. Santa promotes a works-based religion. The song, He knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. That is works-based religion. Don't tell your children this story. Don't tell them the false story of Santa when there is a better eternal story of Jesus to be told. And don't just stop at the birth narrative of baby Jesus. Tell your children the beautiful light that came into the world for all to see. Let them hear the story of the one who gives of himself freely, without reservation. The gift that Jesus gave us is free. Let me end with this. I'm not saying forget about the festivities of Christmas. I'm not saying give up your Christmas lights. I'm not saying don't go and buy gifts for your loved ones. What I'm saying is let your lights that you put up on your houses point to Jesus. Make it your aim to share with your children and your friends that yes, the lights are beautiful, but the true light of the world is Jesus. I'm not saying give up buying presents for your loved ones. But what I am saying is that when you give your presence, let it point to Jesus. In your card, write a memo of how these gifts are important, but the greatest gift of all is Jesus. Let your family time point to Jesus in your conversations and interactions. Make much of Jesus this Christmas. Make much of the incarnation. Make much of the light that shines into the darkness. If you're able, would you join me in prayer? Gracious God, around 2,000 years ago, you sent your only Son into this world to be the light in the darkness. Tonight we celebrate Jesus and his power to bring sight to the blind, his power to shine into a dark world, and his ability to bring dead people to life into a new purpose in you. Thank you for the gift of light. May our hearts leap for joy tonight at the thought of Jesus being our light. If we find ourselves in the darkness, Holy Spirit, would you chase that darkness away? Let us be in your presence and savor the peace that comes only from you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Well, that is it for me tonight. I know that I may have stepped a bit on your toes this evening. Please understand that my aim is not to offend you, but to encourage you. I want to encourage you in your growth in Jesus. I want to encourage you in your faith to deepen 
in your understanding of Christ this Christmas season. That is my goal for tonight's episode. I would love to hear your thoughts about tonight's topic. If you are willing, please send them to eveningthoughts at hotmail.com. Also, if you like what you've heard tonight, would you share this podcast with someone you know? That would mean a lot to me. Thank you for joining me this evening. And as always, peace and blessings. Good night.